Hello, all. Welcome to the Ex Millennial Man Podcast, podcast for seedsing.com. I am your host, Artie Kulik, and with me here is a man that never needs two takes for an introduction, and that's Ty Kulik. How are you today, Ty? Hi, everybody. It's pretty easy when your catchphrase <laughs> is the same as Dr. Nick's. Um, I do want to say I noticed because I haven't trimmed my beard in forever, but it looks like you're uh, growing a beard there. You're trying to copy off your baby brother here? Mm, no, I'm, I'm just lazy. I haven't had to uh, see okay. anybody in a while. I actually... I have the uh, struggle in my mind right now. If I go to the gym, should I shower afterwards or wait till I get home so I can force myself to shave so my wife can be like, why do you stink so bad? So I, I will be shaving. But yeah, I'm just <laughs> got to do what you. Hey, remember when I wrote that blog a couple of years ago, too, about having a beard that got a lot of uh, a lot of people uh, yep, upset. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of upset, this is I guess we're going to call this our extreme sports time because we're going to do. We did wrestling last week. We're going to talk about American Gladiators today. Next week, I'm going to talk about the extreme sport of tennis. And then uh, <laughs> after that, we'll probably be discussing the big game that the Bengals will be playing in again for the second straight year. So it's interesting <laughs> because, yeah, I'm super stoked to talk about America. I know a lot more about American Gladiators than I do about uh, wrestling as it, as it sounded last week. But I don't know, man. Our mom and my son are Chiefs fans, and you and your wife and your son are Bengals fans. And my son, who do you think is going to win, Dad? Who do you think is going to win? I'm like, I don't know. I, I kind of I, – I like both Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, but I love Joe Burrow's swagger so much more <laughs> than Patrick Mahomes. And Jamar Chase is incredible. That was a touchdown. I don't care what anybody has to say. He's so awesome at football. Both of them are. Speaking of somebody who's lived in uh, Cincinnati long enough, it, this is weird. I mean, I remember sure. when I remember when the Rams kind of all of a sudden went out and won the Super Bowl. It was weird, but it when I was in St. Louis, not Rams yeah, in L.A., yeah. but it was it was weird, but it was different because that team mm. they had had the number one pick a couple of years ago. They went out and they got Marshall Falk. They got we all expected the Rams to be good, and I just know when the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow, I felt so bad for Joe Burrow because it's like, look, this is what happens. It's one of the worst franchises and this. And then the next year they go get Jamar Chase and it's like, okay, you guys are stupid. What are you doing? But it's, uh, you know, it's winning can take away decades worth of losing. That's all I can say about that. Well, and before we get off onto our topic today, I want people to go back and especially you to go back when. The Bengals drafted Jamar Chase. I was like, great, these guys have familiarity. This is going to be awesome. You got all upset because, oh, they need offensive line. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, hey, my son even reminds me every day because every time I bring it up, I'm like, oh, they should have stupid Bengals doing stupid Bengal things. And now they're the most, like, disciplined team. And Mm -hmm. even Zach Taylor, their coach that I've been hard on, he even – said in his press conference that he wanted to apologize to the NFL's (laughs) logistics department because of all the hard work they put into (laughs) coin flips and uh, Mm -hmm. alternate sites for Buffalo, Kansas City. So sorry the Bengals keep ruining it all. Gotta love Joe Burrow. Well, that was another thing Joe Burrow said at the end of that game after they beat the Bills, something about, well, sorry, you guys aren't going to get your Bills Chiefs uh, AFC title game that you wanted. He said the NFL needs to send those refunds. So Yeah, that's right. That's what he said. (laughs) But let's talk about American Gladiators, okay? So I'm going to start off with just a little bit of the history, and we're going to do a little bit of reminiscing here because, man, just – I was thinking about this the other day. I was watching some YouTube clips, and it's not streaming anywhere right now, which is downright Uh, criminal. I mean, you can see some things on YouTube and stuff like that, but American Gladiators was just all kinds of awesome. And compared to, like, wrestling, 
which we talked about last week that yeah there was some some physical you you had there were you had to have athletic ability to do mm-hmm. right well not some of the guys you look at no but well but no they had to be wrestlers yeah but with american gladiators this was real competition mm-hmm. it started off as i don't god i again we're going to age ourselves so every now and then in high school we would have like uh you'd have these assemblies and mm-hmm. they would have they even in the Simpsons they've shown it with like the yo-yo people and stuff. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, did you have any of that stuff? We had like dare assemblies with you know guys who'd come in the dare drug abuse resistance oh, okay. education stuff. We had that, and we never had like quote unquote sports assemblies, but we definitely had like gatherings of this guy is going to come in from dare. The one that I go to with the Simpsons is when the people come on rapping about safety. That's yes. what I, my assemblies were like when I was in okay. School. So this I remember every now and then there'd be some people. I mean, uh, famously, and I'm going to give a shout out to another another podcast I listened to, One Nine Hundred Hot Dog. Which, if you liked crack when it first started, then go listen to this podcast because that's all those guys. They did recently, and these are guys again, roughly our ages, Generation X, Millennials. They talked about a couple of weeks ago on their podcast. They talked about something called the Power Team. I think, yeah, power team, which was some Christian bodybuilders. So (laughs) they would come in and like lifting for Christ. And this is back when you could easily mock people that were like that, where Mm -hmm. I could count on one hand how many Lord's Gyms shirts I saw in school, and those (laughs) were the kids you stayed away from. Um, Totally. Not the world we live in today, but whatever. (laughs) But American Gladiators started out very similarly. It was in uh, around the Erie, Pennsylvania area. They would be like school assemblies. They'd have these big dudes come in and shoot tennis balls at a cannon at each other, and all the kids would be like, "Ah, oh, you know." That's that would have been the coolest assembly <laughs> hell, of all time. Hell yeah! But <laughs> the guy who started it, uh, Johnny Ferraro, which is exactly the the name of a guy that would start American <laughs> Gladiators, he was trying to shop it as like a movie series. This is back in 1982 that he started mm-hmm. this. So he spent essentially seven years until it actually went on TV, till it actually came on TV. And God, I for some reason I want to say I remember seeing it on NBC, but I think it was I think it was like a syndicated show, like a game show, in that it would have been on any number of televisions. So from eighty nine to ninety six, it ran, and early on it was a huge hit. So I'm going to take it over to you. What do you remember early on about American Gladiators? So when I was growing up, I was in fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Both our parents worked and I would get up every morning. And f- before I'd ride my bike over to my friend's house, they, uh, the channel USA, the channel USA would have mm-hmm. what's happening on at 730 in the morning. I'd watch that. And then from eight to nine, before I turned on sports center, before I went to my friend's house, they had American gladiators on. And I remember waking up watching, I believe it's what's happening. The show with rerun. That's the show I watched. Yeah. I don't know why I watched that show, but I love that show. No, that's a great but, show. <laughs> but the, which the, I the, mean, the, sorry, it was, I, when I came back early on Christmas and we just recently got a, a new like cable package and I found one of those channels has old TV shows and I stayed up for like two hours one night watching Barney Miller. So oh, nice. trust okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was like 10 years old and I was watching mm-hmm. Anyway, but I, that 7.30 to 8, it was like, okay, I get to watch this show that I like, but it was all build up to watch American Gladiators and just snapshot memories I have of the show. It, it was such a spectacle. And like as a kid, I really loved a show like Guts. So to see an adult version of Guts was even cooler to me. And you want to talk about tight spandex? Everybody had this <laughs> tight spandex that they wore. The guys had the singlets on that they looked like wrestlers. But 
I can so vividly remember them fighting with the big sticks that they had with the soft padding on the end. Yeah, the joust. Go up, yeah, the joust. You go up on the thing, you fight each other. I remember, like you said, the tennis balls that they would shoot out at, at people. And I would get so excited for that final battle of the gladiators, the final thing that they did at the end, the obstacle course that they essentially went on. And I would just sit there. I would watch that like almost as seriously as I watch Michigan football games. Like I would be that much into American Gladiators that I would watch that, waiting to see who won, hoping that the person I liked that day would win. But that hour long that I had every morning before I did my thing or before I watched SportsCenter watching American Gladiators was like the way to wake me up, the way to get me going for the day, the way to start my entire day. I loved everything about this show from the announcers to the competitors to the games that they played. Everything about American Gladiators just spoke to me for some reason, and it was incredible to watch like especially the shooting the tennis ball out of the can thing and how they would do flips and stuff and i loved american gladiators it was it's one of my favorite shows of all time so do you remember who one of the first hosts were uh i i know later on larry zonka hosted but yes. i cannot tell you who the first couple of hosts were yeah uh joe theisman <laughs> okay <laughs> was this after lawrence taylor made his leg into a c-shape oh yeah yeah so this was this was when he's retired so 89 uh he uh let's see theisman was only on that first season but okay. uh yeah larry sanka todd christensen mm-hmm. uh this is so my point is it had a, a very sports related groups with them and oh yeah it's so the show itself, the format for everybody out there is like, well, I've never seen American Gladiator. Thank you for coming to listen. But uh, yeah, totally. It, it was it was an actual real competition show. I completely forgot that the whole season was like a tournament. Yeah, and dude. There would be two men and two women, and they would do all these different competitions, different games or physical competitions. And there was like, here, I'm going to read you some of these here. There was a. Uh, breakthrough and conquer i think that was where you had to basically run past a couple of gladiators and the gladiators were these were people yeah they were a lot of these were bodybuilders but Uh uh, some of them were like dudes that were on the practice squad of nfl teams and totally like i said it was gender there was male and female gladiators Mm -hmm. too so and you're right they were dressed up at these what would generously be called like low grade superhero spandex today. It's a hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I'll go through all the, the gladiators and their various uh, time on the show, but there was the, the tennis ball cannon where you just have this big beefy dude just, you know, with this cannon, just hitting people <laughs> while they're trying to walk across an obstacle course. There was yep. like the big wall you had to go up. There was mm-hmm. a tug of war. Yep. That you had to do the joust that we talked about. There was the big cage steel ball that you would like race in, which famously oh, yeah. in The Simpsons, when yep. Millhouse's parents get divorced, Luann is <laughs> dating a gladiator, and that's how she- Gyro. <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> uh, well, and there was another one that just came to my mind too. They used to have a competition where they wore like fake leather helmets and they had a ball and they had to put it in yes. this moving basket and they had to like sh- jam it in there. But while you're trying to do it, Somebody is physically attacking you, like <laughs> yeah. not allowing you to get <laughs> yes, to it. Yes. <laughs> and it, I've mentioned it before, but uh, pod or not a podcast, a Twitter account I follow, Mike Camerlengo. He's done like videos. He does the sixty second classics, and he's done videos on American Gladiators. And they, there are people, there are contestants who had to stop the show because they blew out an ACL. <laughs> totally, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it was it was physical. And then at the end. <laughs> 
you had all your points and stuff, and then there was the Eliminator, or I think later it was called Crunch Time, which <laughs> yeah. was this huge obstacle course, and the person ahead or the person behind would get like extra time added to there. Yeah. It's something like that. But it was, you, you mentioned guts and there's even today there's American Ninja warrior. These are all, I I don't want to say American gladiators was the first, but it was kind of the most popular that gave rise to these quote unquote athletic competition. shows. yeah, we, we can't, we can't say which, which one was first or what, you know, what came first. But I bet if you asked, a hundred people, I wouldn't be shocked if all one of they're like, Hey, what's the first competition show you think of when you think of it? They say American gladiators. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I I can't think of anything before that. And you're right. There's, there's guts, there's American Ninja Warrior. There's even, I look at stuff with obstacle courses like double dare yeah, and legends of the hidden temple, like all that stuff. American gladiators. I think I I could be wrong. People will tell me, but American gladiators made all that stuff popular. In my opinion, it was especially of our generation. And I even I've gone back and I've watched old game shows, and that's essentially Mm -hmm. what this is. It was a competition show. There was nothing like it. Now there's what's the name of that? Uh, It's not. I mean, the eventuality of this show is "Ow My Balls" on uh, (laughs) Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Yeah, but what's the? There's like a show now which is essentially our 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 prehistoric version of "Ow My Balls." I know. uh, What's his name from Talk Soup has done it, but it's like people go on these obstacle courses and just wipe out um, all the. Is it called wipe out? Yeah, Yeah. wipe out. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to end this first half. We're going to talk about the gladiators, and then we're going to go into the future of American gladiators (laughs) in the next half. But so I'm gonna I'm on I'm on our good friend Wikipedia, and I have to I have to say this. I give Wikipedia money every year, and look, my hundred dollars might. Might not pay a lot of bills, but it's enough money that I can complain that I hate their new format. I hate the way it looks. So, anyways, sure. that's that's me complaining. That's you know, first world problems. Old man yelling at clouds. So, yeah, this is. I believe this is in the order of um, when they came on the show. So, okay. in the early years, you had the first season. You had Malibu, <laughs> who only did it that one year. You yeah. had Lace who was in a few years, but she missed most of the second or third season because of injury. You had Zap, who he was one of the, uh, like, I think he was one of the guys that was on the, uh, or she, I'm sorry, was one of them that was in the school things, but she missed an entire season because she had a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, There was Gemini. So uh, Gemini, and again, thank you, Wikipedia. This was his second time on TV. He uh, lost. Uh, he lost on uh, the game Card Sharks and on Press Your Luck. He must have been kicking around Hollywood at the time. <laughs> Press Your Luck with the whammies, man. <laughs> there was Nitro, mm-hmm. the most famous one. In yes, my yeah, I say yeah. Nitro's <clears throat> the one. If you're thinking American Gladiators, you're thinking of Nitro. He uh, Dan Clark was his um, was his name. He he. Uh, hold on, I wanted to see glorious if... mullet. He had a glorious mullet. Yeah. Okay, no, he was somebody that came from the NFL. He played college football. It was I, I don't even know if he had much of a career in the NFL. It says here Los Angeles Rams, that's version 1.0, and played yeah. in the European leagues for a while. But he is somebody that has kind of stayed with the American, uh, the American Gladiators brand, so to yep. say. There was Sonny, who she, uh, she was injured during the season, never came back. Jesus. This is Malibu, the cool, laid-back surfer at home on the beach. You're looking at Lace, 
Feminine, sexy, but always a lady. This is Gemini, a split personality. Calm one minute, violent the next. This is Zap, strong, silent, the Terminator. You're looking at Nitro, cocky, explosive, and always aggressive. And this is Sunny, the all-American woman. From Universal Studios Hollywood, this is the American Gladiators. And so that was your first group of gladiators right there. I mean, but right, Nitro, I, I'm about to get to the one I remember the most, but Nitro is probably the most famous of that group. It's like you said when I think when you told me this topic a couple of days ago and I was thinking about it, that that mullet appeared in my in my vision and everything and just thinking about Nitro. And yeah, I think he was like he was the star. He was the one wanted to push and the one that they wanted to be like, this is we're going for this is what we're doing and he was a damn good gladiator too while he was on that show he would he would win quite a bit and i think it was the right person to put a face behind all this and like you said he's had this longevity he's stuck with it he's been a part of all the iterations that came after this original one so in the next season this is probably i think i i I can't find a picture right now i think i'm thinking this correctly but uh Cherie Pendleton, who she was a former Olympian. She was Blaze. I want to say this is African American woman, if I remember correctly. But yeah, I think so. You had your one time gladiator, Bronco. He was a replacement, (laughs) but I guess I didn't like him. He was a replacement for an injured, but didn't like him enough that he didn't get to stick around. There was another lady, Gold, but here's the one I remember, okay? And this is the only one that appeared in every season is Laser. There's nothing faster than a laser beam. Nothing. Yeah, I remember laser as well. <laughs> I, mean, I have it stuck in my head, laser behind that tennis ball cannon. I'm going to keep hitting that one with a dead stick. Yeah, for sure. But uh, there was Jade. There was Titan. Now, Titan only lasted a season because he charged at referee Bob McElwee during mm-hmm. the during his season, like like wanted to go fight him. <laughs> So, (laughs) I I mean, maybe steroids or something, not sure. Well, it should show you how seriously these competitors took this competition, too. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure steroids played a big, big part in that. People can go look at the the whole list here. But something I wanted to bring up is, first off, the naming is outstanding. I mean, you know, when I say when I say things like lace or diamond Mm -hmm. or viper, uh, yeah, storm. (laughs) Well, the you know these are the ladies' names: uh, siren, saber, things like that. Then the men are blaze and or no, I'm sorry, I said blaze, laser and uh, cyclone, atlas, tank. You know these (laughs) these were these were the dudes, and so. I, I don't know. I just want to say from a, a personality standpoint, stuff like that, American Gladiators, I have not seen a show in 30 years, 25, 30 years, <laughs> but because yeah, I watched it a lot in reruns in college. Mm-hmm. But man, these were these were giants of our time. They were as important to me as football players I liked watching. Or, like I said, I would watch Sports Center every morning, but before Sports Center, I watched American Gladiators because American Gladiators was fun and it was different. It wasn't your typical game show. They didn't have quote unquote contestants. These were all people who were like trained athletes who had a background in some kind of sport who did these, you know, superhuman looking type things. You talk about the cannon, and I just go back to that game with the ball where you had to jam a ball into this <laughs> basket that moved and people were tackling you, and it was. 
it was tough. Or the one that you said where it would be a guy, my friends and I, when we were younger, used to play this game called fourth and inches where there'd be a, a guy in front of us and a guy with the ball and you had to play on your knees and you had to score a touchdown. Essentially. That's what this game was, except they were running full speed at each other with no padding on, except for like a fake helmet and a mouth guard. Like these were serious competitors. My friends and I tried to mimic pretty much everything that they did. I know that we, instead of shooting tennis balls out of a thing, we'd throw them at stuff and we broke a lot of stuff in our parents' houses growing no. up. But American Gladiators was just, it was another form of sport to watch for me. And it was something I really enjoyed. And now that we're talking about it, I'm reminiscing and I miss it. I miss competition shows like this. Everything's so, you know, staged and fake and filmy yeah. now. And like American Gladiators had this feel of, of sport. It had this feel of drama. It's okay. Who's going to win this competition today? It wasn't predisposed, pre-written, or anything like that. Well, and before we leave, there's two things I wanted to mention. First is there was, in the later seasons, there was a, a female gladiator, Siren. Shelly, I'm going to say her last name wrong, Beatty or Beatty. She was yeah. deaf. And yeah. they would they would talk a lot about that. They would highlight that. And here's a a deaf woman out here just wrecking cats, you know, this is how they did it. And she did, um, she suffered from bipolar and again, you know, obviously having, and did pass away a few years ago, actually a while ago, I believe they said she attempted suicide. But, um, the thing, the thing about it though, is as you go through, like we spent 10, 15 minutes, just briefly talking about all the dead wrestlers that died young. (laughs) There's not quite as many. I mean, these, uh, there's, there's some that through disease, all this other stuff, things happen, but you don't hear a lot of these gladiators having the same issues, which again, I don't know, steroids or not, but it makes you think that, uh, these were athletes. These were, but the, the last thing I want to end this half on Ty is the thing that made American gladiators so great is it's a show we could be on. Today, we could be 100%. contestants. And yeah. that's what it was, is you would see these schlubby, you know, dudes and ladies up mm. against these these gladiators, whereas <laughs> I can't be on American Ninja Warrior. I can't even nope. get close to that. Okay, I can't do that. Well, and it would be cool that, like, when they would do the joust and you see this guy who looks like me going up against Tank, and they would actually beat Tank because they would get Tank off of his yeah. ledge and he'd start to slip. And, and it's like, oh. A regular Joe just knocked that humongous human being <laughs> off the thing. Maybe I could do that. So, yeah, it gave you this this sense of, oh, okay, maybe I could get on this competition show someday. And, I again, I just miss that it's not around anymore. I think this could be a big hit, especially with, like, your son and my son, kids that age and between 10 and 14. I think they would love – I mean, that's when I – how old I was when I watched the show, and I loved every single second of it. Hello all, this is RD. I wanted to talk to you guys about another podcast that I do work on called High Heels and Politics. It's hosted by Marianne Christie, who I work with here in Southwest Ohio. And Marianne, she interviews a lot of influential people. In Ohio, she's interviewed uh, a lot of political people that are influential. But for those of you outside of this state, she's also interviewed people like Susie Chapstick Chaffee, a former Olympic skier who was the face of Chapstick for the 1970s and 1980s. It's really interesting to listen to that one because she talks about her struggles as a woman in the Olympics, but then how she used her celebrity and her attractiveness in order to get more rights for amateur athletes, which led us today to things like the NIL. Also, Susie was very instrumental in Title IX, which we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of. 
But it's not all just seriousness. Uh, Marianne has also interviewed the Naked Cowboy, the New York City icon that's been out there. Simon Lease, who a lot of you may know if you've ever seen The People vs. Larry Flint, he was the guy that arrested Larry Flint. He also arrested Jerry Springer when Jerry Springer was a member of the Cincinnati City Council here. So I encourage you guys go to Spotify, Google, Apple, go search High Heels in Politics, follow, subscribe the show. Marianne comes out with a new one every week, and it's an incredibly great conversation. And if you're interested or know anybody that may be on High Heels in Politics, just go to the contact page and talk to us. So let's get back to the conversation. Okay, Ty, American Gladiators wasn't all just uh, beefy men and ladies beating on schlubs like us. It wasn't, because that's what I remember it as. It was a television show, and it had television show moments. Like, uh, they would, in later seasons, they would have them, uh, like, gladiators look back on some of their favorite things. But we mentioned Larry Sanka, who was... uh, I think he was only one season, but probably had the most memorable segment. You remember Zonka Zonks? Well, yeah, it's funny because I was looking at Wikipedia like you are and thinking about the segment stuff, and I remembered it. And it's funny now because I go to NBA games in Memphis quite, quite frequently, well, quite frequently, like twice a year I go see the Grizzlies play, and they're doing this type of stuff now. You know, they'll have basketball players talk about moments, and they have stuff like that. Ask a gladiator, and, you know, gladiator moments and 30 seconds with somebody. But the best one was Zonka Zonks, and it was his name spelled Z-O-N-K-S, and it was – essentially bloopers or it was like big hits or tackles and but it showed the the contenders and the and the gladiators like falling down it brings me so much joy because my wife and i watch shows when we go to bed and we're rewatching brooklyn 99 for like the millionth time right now and terry cruz who's a big dude was talking to jake peralta's character on there who is uh the main character that's andy sandberg and he said, you know, I like to have my Sundays where I go home, I take a bubble bath and watch sports bloopers. And Jake says, why do you watch sports blo- sports bloopers? He says, because they're hilarious and they humanize my idols. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how I feel <laughs> with American Gladiators. Because if these guys can, these guys and girls can mess up doing something that they're so good at, it's like, oh, okay, I don't feel so bad when I trip on a basketball court or when I trip when I'm out trail running or doing something like that. To see these things, to see a missed tackle or to see a, a gladiator running to try and dunk it and they fall down and they hit their face on the ground. It's like, Oh, okay. They do have human moment. Like I, in the first half, I called them superhuman, but they do have human are people and people make mistakes a lot of the time. So to get to see this and to get to like chuckle during what is an intense competition always made me smile as a kid. It makes me smile thinking about it now. Right. Like we ended the first half talking about how guys like us can be on there. And that's a lot of times what you would see. You would see Nitro or Laser going after some IT manager or whatever. <laughs> and he would suddenly in his cross trainers, he would fake left and then move right. And the two gladiators <laughs> would go. Right and it was, and like, look, you're going to, you're going to successfully look like Barry Sanders one time in your life. One time yep. only. And <laughs> this TV show solidified <laughs> that one time. And and I mean these and you watch some of this stuff and I encourage people go to YouTube, watch some of these clips. I mean, these gladiators took this crap serious, man. They were Oh yeah, they wanted to win. Mm-hmm. It was intense for them. It was important that they won. So the the life of the show, like I said, it's like anything else, it was huge for a few years, but it's uh and I'm gonna be blasphemous when I tell this to people. I watched the first season of Succession, thought it was great, 
And then I got about three or four episodes into the second season, and I'm like, okay, they're terrible people. I get it. it can I see something else? And I stopped watching it. And everybody, I can proudly say I've never seen a second of that show. Right. And everybody's like, oh, it's the best show ever on TV. It's peak television. It's this, da, da, da. And I'm like, no, I, I don't want to see the same thing over and over again. And unfortunately, sure. that kind of is what happened with American Gladiators. It's uh, sports, though, too. It, it is. It is. It, it just... You know, part of the issue I think you have also, and this is why great examples I'll use is things like Shark Tank or mm-hmm. um, or American Ninja Warrior. These are not shows that I watch when they're on TV, like when they premiere. But yep. if it happens to be on TV, I'll sit there and watch the whole hour. Be- yeah. But I'm not invested in watching week to week because the contestants, so to say, I don't really know who they are. I don't get... I don't get tied to them in any way. With Shark Tank, which I also haven't seen, but I've watched quite a bit of American Ninja Warrior. The contestants, there's there's a few familiar faces, but that's the thing with American Gladiators. It was, you know, in the fall, every Saturday, I know I'm going to be watching Michigan. I'm going to see that winged helmet. I know that's Michigan. It's the same thing with American Gladiators. I know that's Laser. I know that's Nitro. I know that's Sapphire. I know that it, all these names, those were the the people that... Like you said, you become familiar with you. You root for them. You root for them against average Joe sometimes. So you got to know these people. You don't get to know everybody on American Ninja Warrior, on Shark Tank, on Survivor, because it's constantly changing. Basically, what I'm saying is that the early seasons were big. It petered out after a while. Happens to like uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Great example. Mm -hmm. It was huge at the beginning. Then it just kind of petered out. But Danny Boyle did a whole movie based on a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire game show. Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> a great movie. Oh, no. Too. Right, right. I agree. I agree. But you talked about how USA. So USA would show it uh, weirdly. And I mean, this is why we're talking about this is they it originally was on the afternoon, but they moved it to the morning after their Cartoon Express. So yep. that's where a lot of kids, especially kids your age, that's me. really <laughs> got to watch it. And it showed up. It was on Spike TV. It was on ESPN Classics. It was on uh, um, like Sports Illustrated, all, all these different streaming services had it, but it's nowhere now, which, which is, is nuts. Yeah. They did say, if you go to Wikipedia, they talk about how ESPN is going to do a 30 for 30 on it, which I'm here for. Yeah, I'm all with great. that. There was at the time, there was an album cut of like the songs used, and they were all like hit songs, but I, it's you sure, know, yeah. but hit songs. I don't know hit songs for who. I They had. Uh, Rock and Roll Part Two by Gary Glitter. Uh. Uh, I was going to say it's just going to be Jack Jams and the yeah. dude who did. Jack ex- Jams I was about to say it's exactly Jack Jams. There's, <laughs> yeah. there is a Hit Me with Your Best Shot, the song Oh Yeah, uh, The Warrior <laughs> by Scandal. I mean, yeah, this was easily. Now, yeah. it's been rebooted a few times. You talked about how why is it not on today, and I'm going to get to that. But there was uh, a kids version, which. So I, I have to go to this article here because it blows my mind when I was first reading about this. But the kids' version was only thirty minutes long, okay? Hmm. And it premiered. Yeah, it premiered in nineteen ninety four. So I am reading again. It's called Gladiators two thousand. Um, first paragraph: Children's game show and spinoff of American Gladiators. It was hosted by Ryan Seacrest. Oh. Really? <laughs> yep, another dirtbag person. But anyway. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's so out of the spirit of the show, too. That just But that must sense. have been, I mean, that must have been his first big TV gig. Well, when was, oh, yeah, I guess American Idol yeah. wasn't until 01. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. 
Yeah. And then they had, uh, there was a revival in 08 with Layla Ali and Hulk Hogan. There oh. was, uh, I believe there was a, like a special or a special competition another year. They've been trying to shop it around a few other times in a 2014, which I don't agree with this at all. They tried to have a version of it, which was resembling the hunger games and have a bunch of oh, mixed no, martial no, no. arts in it. Yeah. No, no I can't do that. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg were trying to bring it back. Oh, that would have ruled. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why that never worked. They did a version of that, too, in their show um, Future Man, but it was like a death version of American Gladiators in that show. I know right now that the WWE is working on a project with American Gladiators with some of their their talent, and that's the last that anybody's talked about it. But, yeah, it's just not – there's, I, I can't believe we live in a world where there's no American gladiators. Yeah, and you know, I, I say that and I talk about how I miss it, but maybe this is, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's like lightning in a bottle, you know, where mm-hmm. they had this great thing that lasted. I, it was pretty strong for two, three years, like a lot of these hit TV shows. And you remember how excited we were for XFL and that didn't work? <laughs> and- you know, this, this <laughs> podcast was almost, just so you know, future thing, I was going to do it uh, uh, two and maybe I'll have you do it for me as I was going to do the XFL and um, slam ball. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. Like <laughs> slam ball. I loved XFL. I thought it was gonna be good. It, it wasn't, No, you know, there's commercials for the USFL. And I remember when they had that pre COVID and it's like, ah, oh, this, this is fine. This is nothing. So maybe it, maybe it is a good thing that we have it live in our memories like this and we can watch it on YouTube. Maybe don't bring it back because it is so, different but also but to contradict what i'm saying there is like i would love for my son to watch a show like that and see how invested he would be because i was so incredibly invested in it when i was his age well here's where this this is my issue with if they brought it back and i'm i'm gonna bring up this version with the wwe that they're talking about i go back to where you and i could have been on the original american gladiators that's Mm -hmm. not going to be the way it is now it's going to be super fit people. It's going to be American Ninja Warriors, what it's going to be. Yeah. And that's yep. the first big part of it. But also, look, if if I'm going to watch this new this new version of American Gladiators and they show me, look, I know I'm way out of date, but it's going to be, look, The Undertaker and Steve Austin and John Cena are doing this. Is, it, it was something cool to not know mm-hmm. who Laser was other than the damn totally. Gladiator or something like that. So there's that with it, too, that I'm kind of like, yeah, you're not going to find that exact thing. But I want and this is kind of where we're going to end on is I want to talk about what you won on American Gladiators. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Okay, and there's (laughs) no way they could do this stuff. So do you remember the prizes? Uh, Very vaguely. I know that the money was for game shows pretty big, in my opinion, back when Mm -hmm. I was a kid. I want to say they gave away cars. Yeah, is they that may correct? Have. Or am they I, they but, may have, yeah. But I don't remember specific prizes other than a cash prize, and then sometimes people got cars. That's pretty much what I remember. So the the first this is the first season, okay? If you, I believe, uh, five men and five women would reach the semifinals because there was a whole competition in there, mm-hmm. and they were guaranteed twenty five hundred dollars. If you were the runner up, you got five thousand dollars, and the winner got $10,000. Okay. Now, that's, uh, we've talked about it before. My wife was on Jeopardy. And yeah. you only get to keep the money if you come in first place, all right? Mm-hmm. 
but uh and then but there is there's cash prizes for second and third place (laughs) but the person like if she had won she would have made like twenty thousand dollars is what Jeez. she won or something like that, okay? For and, half an hour work. And yeah. my wife is a very athletic person. She plays tennis. She does all this other stuff. But she just sat there clicking. Like, when you get to Jeopardy, it's not about how smart you are. All those people are smart. It's about how yeah. fast you can click a button uh-huh. and or how correctly you can click it. Whatever. I don't want to get yelled <laughs> at. But it's uh, – but, again, that's what she would get. She could have – if she won, it would have been like twenty grand. You're out here, American Gladiator, risking your your CLs in your knee and <laughs> trying to not embarrass yourself. They're going to give you ten grand. I mean, uh, I would take it. <laughs> well, I'd easily take it. But but there therein lies the thing, though. Is I think a lot of the people that they picked when it was on too were people who were athletic, maybe in high school, or still had aspirations. Like I don't know how well I would do in the battling to try and put a ball in a bucket or trying to run past these guys but if there was like a long distance running thing i think i could give them a go for no. money. <laughs> so, and and i'm i'm 40 now and it's not like i'm not you know the perfect i'm not in shape but i'm in better shape than i was when i was 18 so maybe maybe i could have given it a go on american gladiators but my biggest fear would be i go on that show i tear apart my knee and i can never run again Here's your cash prize, twenty five hundred dollars. Well, and that that's the other thing is I remember, I really remember vividly that, and maybe this is only in the early seasons, that if you won, you would be given, quote, the opportunity to become an American gladiator. I wonder how much they made though. I don't think anybody who ever won though was one of the gladiators. No, I don't I, think that I ever can't. happened. If it happened, it happened when the show was on its downswing. When the show was on its downswing and they were just trying to drum up, you know, more eyeballs to the screen. But yeah, I think again, eighty nine to I don't know when was Larry Zonka on ninety two. Maybe that was their peak years. No, it was. You know, like a TV show like The Office was really good seasons one through five. Parks and Rec got really good after season one. Like these, this is what happens with TV shows, and for all intents and purposes, American Gladiators was a TV show, and they had a formula that worked and. When it didn't work, they probably tried stuff like making a contestant an American Gladiator. But if I had somehow gotten on that show and won, and they're like, "Okay, we'll give you ten grand up front, or you can become American Gladiator," I'm like, "Give me the ten grand. Yeah. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life." <laughs> oh yeah, no. It, it just uh, if you ever wanted to know, and this is where this is, I, I guess, what scares me if they ever brought it back because when it was first on it was it was this guy trying to do stuff in gyms trying to sell Mm -hmm. this idea in high school gyms trying to sell this idea of a show that it was there wasn't an expectation it was like okay we'll try this out and it just hit whereas now there would be an expectation and Uh in september of 99 there was a, a show that basically i don't even think it was developed by the same people so let's just say they straight up stole some of the ideas show called battle dome do you remember this at all not at all. I probably stayed away on purpose. Yeah, it was uh, downtown Julie Brown was like a sideline correspondent. Steve Albert, not Marv or Kenny, no. Steve Albert <laughs> yeah. was the the announcer for the show. But it was basically American Gladiators with wrestling uh, scripting. That's not the point of it. Mm-hmm. That's the problem is it's not supposed to be scripted. It's supposed to be a sports competition. Yeah, and they would... and I. I'm sure some people be like, oh, college football is fixed, whatever. But wrestling, we know, is fixed. It's That's the whole idea is it's supposed to be a competition. It's not supposed to be fixed. Yeah, and it, it was it, – it, 
there would be like you know people having beefs and even people yeah. the, the warriors were what they were called they would have beefs with each other and there it yeah. was famous for an event called the battle wheel where it was uh it took place on a large rotating platform you'd have 60 seconds to basically force the other person out the reason why the battle wheel was extremely famous was in the first season alone two dudes uh broke their ankles Oh God! And you watch one of them. Like I don't know if anybody, if anybody remembers this, but uh, remembers or if you watch, like, did you see Tony Pollard's injury last yes. weekend? I mean, yeah. that's what this looked like. That's what this dude's oh. ankle looked like. <laughs> that's horrible. Well, and you talk about trying to make the show today too, and how it wouldn't work for a number of reasons. Also, social media. These yeah. people would have to have an Instagram presence and a Twitter presence and Facebook, and it's just. Maybe they they had lightning in a bottle. They struck when they did. They struck at the right time, and it worked. And maybe we just it's best that American Gladiators lives this way in our head right now. Yeah, uh, that's probably the best way to put it. So <laughs> when they do inevitably reboot it, though, and you need to get on the show, where the where the producer is going to find you? Yeah, please do. I'm on. Uh, speaking of social media, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Ty Kulik, T Y K U L I K all lowercase. I write for Seedsing.com, S-E-E-D-S-I-N-G.com, pop culture, sports, movie reviews, music reviews. It's all there. I've appeared on the Chucklehead Chat podcast a couple of times, hosted by my buddy Glenn Adams. You can find that wherever you find podcasts. Most importantly, though, listen to me on this podcast, the Ex-Millennial Man podcast. Rate, review us. Uh, I was out running with my buddy last week and he said, so you guys decided to talk about wrestling. And I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. And he said, you sound like, you know, very little. <laughs> <Don't>, yeah. <laughs> so I at least know my buddy is out there listening to our podcast. Again, that's the X millennial man podcast rate review us, check out our Patreon, go bangles. Like we said off Mike for you. Mm-hmm. And as always, black lives matter. Speaking of chucklehead chat, it's a, uh, like I, I've never been as big of an office fan, but and one of the reasons was is like this Jim Halpern's kind of an ass, and so I. <laughs> so we talked about I, I say, I, say I, I give it because everybody seems to think uh, like he and Pam are some uh, whatever, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so good on you guys for doing that, nice. and appreciate that. Yeah, and we we thank everybody, our patrons. We thank all the listeners, stuff like that, and. Uh, with all that being said, we thank you for your ears. Anything else that you may use to listen to the Ex-Millennial Man podcast, remember we're here every Saturday for free, wherever you find your fine podcasting shows. We are going to talk Australian Open next week, so you're going to take the week off, Ty. And then yep. uh, then uh, I'm hoping, because we're recording this. The Bengals haven't won yet. We're recording this <laughs> no. the the few, uh, few days before the AFC Championship game, so in Kansas City. Yeah. So, uh yeah, let's hope I have a uh, happier things to talk about when we get back well, together. I wanted to just say before we're done here that we're recording this the day before my son's 11th birthday. So I will say it on here, even though this will come out two days uh, after his birthday. Happy birthday, Miles. Yeah, we're we're recording because uh, you're in St. Louis. I'm in Cincinnati. There's supposed to be a massive winter storm. This is on Wednesday that all of our kids' schools were called off preemptively. And uh it's it's sunny outside here in Cincinnati. It's, <laughs> no snow on the ground. It, it's cloudy and we got a little bit of snow, but I can see my grass in my backyard. Yeah. All right. Talk to you next time. Take it easy.
The Ex-Millennial Man Podcast is a production of SeedSing.com, fully owned by R.D. Kulik & Associates, LLC. Producers Ty Kulik and Ryan Kulik, adequately engineered by Ryan Kulik.